have spent the last eight years trying to figure out how to have a connection with God outside of religion. And I've been on a quest to find genuine spiritual life. Are you looking for something real? Are you looking for connection? We are your host, Tim and Jamie Holloway. Welcome to the Real Connection Podcast. Okay, I know I'm a dork, Uh but we have to start the podcast with our morning excursion. Okay. (laughs) We got to talk about the moose. The morning excursion. The moose. At the Holloways. The moose in the neighborhood. <laughs> so it was like super cool. So, you know, we live in North Idaho and um baby, it's cold outside. Oh, it is so cold right now. Yeah. Um, but we so you you took the girls to school just like you do every morning while I'm making coffee for us so we can start our morning devotional. So you come home and you're like, you gotta check this out. Yeah. And you come over and you're all excited and you show me your phone and it was a video. Of a moose in our neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was so excited. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. We got to go find the moose. So to a backstory to this is uh, um, the moose in North Idaho apparently don't like Jamie because she <laughs> never sees them, right? And so we would tell stories of like, oh, we seen a moose. Oh, we seen a moose. Oh, we seen a moose. And... Um, uh, she uh, finally seen one. Uh, I think it was running down the street, wasn't it? No, uh, I saw one before that. I saw oh, one in you? Sandpoint. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. But it was like far away and you're like, oh, I'm going to get you a better view. I'm going to get you a better view. And you moved the truck and it scared it and it ran off. Yeah, yeah. I was like, dude, I had a perfect view. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways. That was my she mur- doesn't first. Have- a moose sightings like all of us in the family do. We have moose sightings galore. Yeah, okay. all of them. So we were um, we were following the moose tracks this morning. Yeah, not the ice cream. We were following the moose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, it was funny because like, it, like it, we live on a circle. You can come in. There's two dire- directions you can come into our circle on, and it was in our circle. And it was like where our house is on the opposite side of the circle. If that makes sense. Yeah. And so we're there and I'm taking pictures and I'm getting videos and I'm like, I just wanted to look at us. And you're like, we look like stalkers because we're right outside somebody's house and they're watching us. (laughs) (laughs) And so you're like, I'm done. We're going home. And I'm like, let's call my mom. Let's FaceTime her. You're like, okay. So we turned around (laughs) and we, we go back. I FaceTime my mom and she's like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. You're like, okay, I'm going home and I'm FaceTiming my mom and I'm like, but, but the moose, I'm not done. I want to watch the moose. And I was so sad. And then the moose started following us. Yeah. And I'm like, what if it follows us home? And you're like, whatever. And we get home and you go in the house and I'm standing outside and I'm like, Oh, what if it comes over here? It followed us home like a lost little puppy. Yeah. 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 Like how cool. So I got like these pictures and all the neighbors came out. They were all like looking at the moose and like one of the pictures, I was legit 10 feet from him. Yeah. yeah. It was so cool. Yeah. That's crazy how, um, you know, we're inspired by something pretty awesome. But yet there's like a danger and a thrill involved in it too. Because like yeah. being, you know, I didn't want to be uh, 10 foot from the moose in a truck. 
like <laughs> more or less 10 foot from a moose um, out of a truck. <laughs> yeah. Well, the way when I was 10 foot, so we got to give this visual now because moose are dangerous. Um, like the dude next door, he um, when it came walking down the sidewalk towards us, he started running inside. Because they can charge you and they're mean. Yeah. And they can get to you a lot quicker than you think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, um, I was in a position where he could have got me, but it was like I was right next to the truck. I could have jumped in the truck. It would have attacked and destroyed our truck. But I would have been in it. Or, it, like, I was right by the front door. If I couldn't get there, like, I could have run, out, run around the side of the truck. So, I had several ways to get away from it. Hopefully, <laughs> but it was still so exhilarating yeah. and it was so fun. It's super neat. The benefit of uh, living up north. <laughs> yeah. And that was my third sighting. Um, the first one was in Sandpoint and we were so far away. You couldn't hardly see it. The second one, remember we were in Spokane and it was just walking in front of the truck down the road and the underside of the belly was at the top of the hood of our truck. And our yeah. truck is huge. It's big and lifted it literally just stepped over the fence it yeah. was ginormous <laughs> it was ginormous it's like holy smokes yeah uh, one of the uh first ones i seen uh look much like a donkey i think it was probably a newborn yeah and it was like i remember that down the street i'm like how the heck does that donkey have such long legs? <laughs> yeah, I remember. So I have seen it four times because I was with you on that one. Oh, yeah, We yeah. were like, is that a donkey? And as we passed and I looked back, I'm like, that's a moose. <laughs> it was a baby moose, but that's okay. All right. So this story is going to uh, propel us into our topic today. Jamie doesn't know nice. what it is, but. Yeah, I asked what we were talking about and you're like, you'll see. Just follow my lead. Just follow my lead. Yep. <laughs> Uh, being safe. What does that mean? Uh, so in regards to like the boost, uh, you know, uh, watching it, keep our distance, staying in the truck, uh, staying in like a, a safety zone away from the moose uh, kind of just brings up this idea of, you know, making sure that you're safe. But inside of our society today, um, that can mean so many different things when you say safe. Oh so we're going to, yeah, we're going to dive into that. What is your first thoughts, my dear, when you hear the word safe? Okay. So I immediately go to, when you hear people say this isn't a safe space. A or, safe space. Yeah. Or this is a safe space. You can say what you want. Is and it I know though? it sounds like Is I'm, it though? <laughs> and I know it sounds like I'm mimicking and all that. Um, but I, I really think the way the word safe is used now really comes from a therapeutic state like standpoint yeah. where this is a safe space. You can say what you want, you can do what you want, you can be what you want. And I know that it makes me sound kind of mean, maybe uncaring or something. Yeah. The therapeutic world and society is wanting you to have these safe spaces everywhere as you go. Yeah. Which it is 100% important to be safe. You yeah, know? yeah. I agree to but that the too. Safe, the safe that society is talking about is you should be able to go into your place of employment, sit down with your boss and tell him that your boyfriend just beat you or, or that you're an alcoholic or 
or that you're unstable or whatever the situation is. And it should be a safe space. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying. You should be able to open up, but is it the correct time? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Is it appropriate? Yeah, exactly. You know, when I think of the uh, uh, safe space, I think of the, the same thing that you're talking about. And so my mind goes to what can be like detrimental about um, safe space, right? Because we all, uh, we all need to belong and we all need to be uh, safe in the sense. So when can this go wrong, you know, inside of life, inside of a relationship is maybe uh, trying to find that safe space and a space that is not safe. <laughs> yeah. And you're given the illusion that this is a safe space, right? Yeah. Uh, that we could talk about anything, but then uh, having that uh, uh, dialogue or that conversation uh, used against you and or could harm you in some way or fashion. This is where the danger for me lies saying this is a safe space and then not really being safe. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, the example of like going to your boss and being like, I'm just struggling right now and this and that. Well, how are they going to view that? Well, I have this employee. They're really struggling in life. It makes sense why they're slacking on the job or they're late all the time or this or that. It can be used against you. It could be used against you. That's what I'm talking about. It's like, so the uh, communication of, of thinking something someone is safe or an organization safe or a person safe, whatever it is, and that it's really not safe uh, could lead to some trouble. You know, a lot of companies, they, um, you know, if somebody comes forward with addiction, they, they uh, try to get them help. But that doesn't mean that all companies do that. And no, I think it's few and far between. Yeah, few, right? They're like, oh, okay, this employee really needs help. We're going to get them the help they deserve. Yeah, and that's um, awesome. Like, I think it's amazing when they do that. Right, but it's not very often. No. So, like, putting uh, dirty laundry out there at work, uh, recognize that that's not a safe space. No. Um, you know, putting some of our information out on social media. Social media is not a safe place. No, you say <laughs> something and people are going to come attack you. Yeah. You know, my, my dad told me something once when I was really young. It was maybe my first apartment. Maybe, no, I think it was my second apartment. And, you know, it was a bunch of young people like me. They all had kids. And he said, you know, Jamie, you don't need to tell your your life story to everybody. Yeah. And it wasn't like a bad conversation. I wasn't saying I was t- nothing. It was just a piece of fatherly advice. And at the time, I'm like... Wow. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Why can't I tell people about my life? Why can't you like, and I really went to a defense, a defensive stance. Yeah. No, I get that. But looking back as a mature adult, you don't have to tell your story. You don't have to tell your history to everybody you meet because let's be honest, most people don't care. Yeah. and Because it's not safe. That and, um. You know, that uh, um, social media and understanding that that is not a safe uh, place to uh, be vulnerable. What what I feel like society is doing is is they're promoting a vulnerability uh, at all cost. And that is like uh, be yourself, put yourself out there, 
share your uh, belief systems and all of these different things, not understanding that once we begin to do that in social media, that we, we are putting ourselves at risk and we're opening ourselves up to a lot of things that we should consider. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't uh, move forward with maybe sharing our message or a story or something like yeah. that. But what it does mean is that um, putting yourself in the public eye means that you're putting yourself open to public criticism. And we should yeah. be ready for that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Because like how many times do you see um, like influencers get on and they have their normal appearance that they give out? But then once they become vulnerable and they share something, they get attacked. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a safe space, though, because everybody loves me. I get all this positivity. But once I switch from that and I'm vulnerable about something. Yeah. You get attacked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's I'm not a- saying that you should never be vulnerable. Because yeah. there should be vulnerability. But knowing. Not for vulnerability's sake. N- yeah, exactly. A, yeah. Yeah. Be vulnerable. So people know that. They're not alone in life, but you have to know that more than likely you're going to get a lot of haters. You're going to get a lot of people talking garbage about you and it, it can hurt you and you're not going to really benefit from it. Yeah. 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 So the, uh, the, the thought and idea of, uh, be yourself, put yourself out there, um, be vulnerable, uh, maybe for vulnerability's uh, sake. I don't really find much virtue in that. And uh, when we were talking about this the other day, I was like, what a person who is engaged in battle says, I want to put myself in a vulnerable situation. Yeah. Um, because vulnerability opens you, opens you up and then the risk becomes great. Now, inside of a relationship saying that, you know, I'm not going to be vulnerable. I'm not going to open myself up. That's not what we're communicating here. No, because that like if you're talking about like a husband wife, that's where you're supposed to be safe. You're supposed to be 100 percent vulnerable with your spouse. Yeah. There are times that. You might have issues in the relationship um, or whatever, and it's not possible. Yeah. Um, But it should be idealistically. To be open yourself up. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And so, you know, getting a vetting process of the people that you allow into your inner circle. And that inner circle is the most authentic version of who you are. And you show up there, you know, in, in kind of raw form. Um, the reality is, is that you, you can't be your raw form, you know, out in public, right? Yeah. I mean, nobody walks around naked in public. No one walks around picking their nose in public. (laughs) Right. So the raw form of you, you know, is experienced by intimacy and closeness and all that. The danger that I feel society is going is that you, uh, everybody's, you know, opening themselves up on social media and sharing things, you know, not everything needs to be shared. Um, and, oh, and, creating a a society where like our teenagers, for example, are being vulnerable on social media, uh, talking about uh, cutting and or uh, anorexia or, or any sort of problem. And then the social media's uh, propagating on that information and then showing them information that actually leads them further down into sickness and despair. Yeah, We watched um, a TikTok. Um, documentary or whatever on 
either Hulu or Amazon Prime or something. Yeah. And it showed base. They have this algorithm that is dialed into the T. Yeah. And just by their face, they can pinpoint somebody. Oh, this person loves outdoors. This person's depressed. This person loves fishing. This person is a cutter. Yeah. And they, that's what they send these people. Yeah. They, you know, it's not just random stuff that shows up on their feed. Yeah. It's very strategic. Yeah. And, you know, it was these kids getting on there talking and saying how this is all it would show me. And it to get out of that algorithm and to get into something where it shows happy stuff. Yeah. Was months and months and months of very strategic yeah. like actions on their part. Yeah. To get this to change. Yeah. I want to explain a little bit of what you're talking about so they can understand the vulnerability of what we're saying here is that if you, your child struggles with uh, depression, suicidal thoughts, uh, cutting uh, these different detrimental uh, uh, behaviors inside of teenagers that can cause a lot of pain, that social media um, through the searches and through being vulnerable and putting themselves out there on the web that they have identified uh, kind of what they're struggling with, but they will show them information um, that it does not help them that it gets them further into the depression. So what that does is like, I'm going to show them more depressing content. I'm going to show them yeah. more anorexic content. I'm going to, you know what I mean? Because that's what they're consuming. And the, this is the vulnerability of, of putting ourselves out there and the yeah. consequences of it. Yeah. You know, you definitely need to have, I like earlier when you said your inner circle, have circles, you know, you got your inner circle. That's me and you. Yeah. Okay. I know because of the relationship we have, I can 100% be vulnerable with you and tell you how I'm feeling. And I know that it's going to be safe and I'm not going to be, oh, what's the word? I'm not going to be like scrutinized. I'm not going to be made to feel worse. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm struggling with whatever. Yeah. You're the only person. In that inner, in that very, very inner, inner circle, yeah, yeah. right? Uh -huh. You go out a little bit, you got your family, right? Yeah. I definitely have family members I will never be vulnerable with. Right. You even go to like my mom. I'll be vulnerable with her and I'll be vulnerable with my dad. Nothing to the extent of you. Yeah, yeah. Then you go out and friends. Although if you ask our kids, we have no friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I got plenty of friends. Look at all the people on my Rolodex. Right. <laughs> um, but then you go to kind of your besties. Who are your besties? Like you have different level of besties. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you just take these circles or these rings and the further out you go, the less vulnerable you should be with them. Yeah. It's funny, the um, the example of uh, uh, Whoopi Goldberg on uh, social media this week. Um, and uh, uh, if you're not familiar, she's on the, uh, the talk or the view or one of those. Uh, anyways, uh, she said some idiotic statements about uh, mm. Jewish culture and uh, just a totally uh, weird understanding of racism in general, um, you know, and, you know, it. it ignorant mistake and she apologized and all that good stuff. That's not what worries me. What worries me is the concept. That was her actual thoughts. Otherwise she wouldn't have said them. Yeah. Yeah. What She's worries me before. is like saying that everybody should put themselves out there and, 
um, that it can somehow not put her in a vulnerable state. Like, so her view and opinion and what she said put her in a vulnerable state because she thought that she could be like the, that her talk show was some sort of safe space. And it's not. It's not. What's the purpose of that show? Like they go on there and they like, they like attack each other for their views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You say your opinion. Well, I don't agree with it. So let's talk about it. Let's get talking about it is good. But when you get into arguments. Yeah, yeah. That's not So that's a prime example is what I'm talking about is that, um, you know, that was an unsafe space for her to share that opinion. Right. Um. And the consequences, of course, is a suspension. Now, uh, before uh, Sharon uh, Osborne shared an opinion and she got 86 completely. So what I'm just trying to point out here is that, you know, people are going to have like different views and negative belief systems and all these different stuff. But understanding like who to share those with so you can like refine your belief system, I think is important because if you go out to social media or go out to the public, um, well, you can get the same result that uh, that Whoopi and uh, Sharon are getting <laughs> you know what I mean yeah 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 it's it's crazy so the one thing is with the kids though is what scares me too is like saying school's a safe place and we know oh my no. gosh like okay um teachers if they are an extension of the school and some of the teachers are saying hey this is a safe space when it's not a safe space then that's setting the kids up to be vulnerable and sharing information with their peers that maybe they shouldn't share because, you know, once they share it, then they're ridiculed on the local uh, Instagram page or or they're they're shut uh, slut shamed or they're, um, you know, has something to do with their sexuality and it gets uh, broadcast to everybody. So this thought and idea of school being a safe place i think we need to 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 really rethink that and if teachers are given the impression that through their extension that the school is safe um they are actually part of the problem and setting up a lot of pain for our kids yeah you know like you brought up um instagram so our girls's local high school these kids are can be so mean yeah they're brutal there's there's multiple Instagram accounts who has, they've been created anonymously. One of them is like, oh my, oh my gosh, I don't even know. Like horrible outfits. Yeah. Of um, CDA. Bad hair. Yeah. yeah well, no, noses. not even just CDA. Yeah. Of the, I'm not going to say oh, the, the name of yeah, the school, okay, but gotcha. of the high school. Um, and list the name out. Um, bad hair at, at the high school. Um, one of them was even um, bad posture. Yeah. So if you had a and crooked spine. And these kids spine. are taking pictures. Yeah. Of a kid slumped over. Of a kid wearing a mismatched outfit, ugly outfit, dirty outfit. And they're posting them on here. Yeah. Sometimes the faces are covered. Sometimes they're not. But let's be honest. Everybody knows who that kid is. Yeah. Yeah. That's the stuff that I'm talking about. Is That's that- not safe. And sorry to interrupt. No, but go ahead. These kids... They all have cell phones. Mm -hmm. They take pictures of other people when they're not watching. They take videos and it, where's it go? Other kids and social media. Mm -hmm. Tell me it's a safe place. Yeah. So that's another thing about. Well, and what happens, sorry, again, what happens when they're in a class and it's a quote unquote safe class, you can express your emotions and your feelings here. What about the kid in the back of the room who um, slyly has their phone out and they're recording the whole conversation? Yeah. 
That Kids is, are mean. So, so that's another topic that I want to get into is that, um, you know, it's important both for like uh, college age students and for teenage students um, more than it would for be for people our age. But, you know, they, the, the person, okay, inside of a, a relationship at school, let's just say them, the man, okay, or the boy, <laughs> yeah, is trying to convince that he is safe for a nude pic, right? And he's going like, send me, you know, and the whole relationship is building and it's trying to get this trust factor built up to get a, get a nude pic. So once they, of course, get that, then then it's 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 public shame and spread uh, around campus. And uh, we've had suicides connected to that very thing. And so, you know, as parents, like understanding uh, vulnerabilities and coming from the stance of, you know, we don't we don't put ourselves in unsafe situations or uh, mm. situations that can escalate. And then we teach our kids about these vulnerabilities. Uh, I don't know. We've talked about this with the kids before about uh, getting yeah. the, the nude pics and oh, not yeah. falling into that because, you know. The kids are on uh, jumping off bridges, and you know, yeah. for this kind of stuff, it's like nuts, and it's yeah. all because of vulnerability. It is, and that's why it's so important to check your vulnerability. You can't just go out there and be vulnerable. I know society says that you can and you should and you need to be, but there's a time and a place for it. Yeah, just like you know, the Bible says there's a time, a season, and all of that. It's the same thing with vulnerability. Yeah. There's a time and a place for it. And it's not at the workplace when you're working. Yeah. And you're talking to your boss. Yeah. It's not at school when who knows who's recording, taking pictures. How's it going to be interpreted? How's yeah. it going to be spread around? We've heard stories of other kids being vulnerable. Yeah. Tell me that. At, and we have really good kids. Yeah. Tell me that the quote unquote bad kid. I hate saying that, but like the kid who causes a lot of problems, tell me that that kid is not going to go and spread all this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So another thing is like inside of a marriage that uh, um, usually that's kind of like struggling or the marriage is failing. Um, what happens is they 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 seek a, a, a place of vulnerability with some of them. Uh, somebody around them where they start sharing their marriage problems. And it, you know, for a woman, it could be, I'm starting to share my marriage problems with another guy. So what that you open yourself up to is a vulnerable state and maybe the guy's looking for some sex. And so he's going to, you know, uh, be that ear for you. And then of course he's going to uh, make sure that he gets what he wants in the end. So this whole, like opening ourselves up, being vulnerable, I think, um, it's a good conversation when you're developing intimacy. It's a terrible conversation when we're talking about society and places that we call safe, but they're not really safe. Yeah. And it can be really difficult to decipher, is this safe? Is this not safe? And I think that's why it's so important to have those circles or those rings, you know, as a married couple, the most inner circle should only be you and your spouse, because if you let somebody else into that ring, yeah. you're looking for problems. Yeah. You're now a swinger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you are now polygamist. <laughs> <No>. Yeah. 
<laughs> even then, there's still all these separate circles. <laughs> but um, <sighs> the further out from that inner circle you get, the less vulnerable and the less less sharing you should be doing. Yeah. I really see the wisdom now, you know, I don't know. 20 some years later of my dad saying, you don't have to share your life story with everybody. Yeah. I really see the, the wisdom in that. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Thank you for joining us today on our quest for real connection. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe and to share this with somebody, you know, would benefit from this content. 